Hello, Keith. Andrew, how are you? I'm good. Episode 14 of Inside AV. It just seems like yesterday. We did episode 13. It seems like we wrapped up 13 seconds ago. Seconds ago. Yeah, and of course it wasn't. It was a week ago nearly. <laughs> um, so, this episode we're going to talk about all sorts of things, but right straight away we're going to talk about the future. Okay. As we see it. As oracles of such things. Of technology. Yes. So, I've got no grounding in future <laughs> predictions, but I'll have I'm, a, I'm going to have a go. I'm not sure that there's a university course that you can do, is there? No, no, there's people called futurists. Oh, God, so there is, yeah. So, and they they can talk stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my prediction in five years or less, mm. will there will be no physical piece of software. I know we're nearly there already, but you won't be able to purchase a CD, mm-hmm. a DVD, a Blu-ray, or any sort of format on a piece of polycarbonate mm-hmm. or whatever it comes on. Mm-hmm. It will. You will have some sort of huge USB stick, mm-hmm. and when you go to purchase a magazine mm-hmm. or a CD mm-hmm. or a book. Mm-hmm. It'll just get loaded onto this USB stick. Mm-hmm. This is your prediction for five years or less. less. So you won't you won't be able to get in the news and get your favourite paper and whatever else. If you do have to go down to the shop, mm-hmm. you will just hand your little stick over and they'll load it up and charge you the money and you'll walk off. Or if our internet ever gets to any sort of mm. practical speed, mm. you'll be able to purchase it online, which happens pretty well now, but we need speed, we need more data, Mm -hmm. we need bigger storage in smaller devices. Mm -hmm. So that's it. Hmm. Well, I've never heard such a pile of steaming (laughs) shit as what you just said. (laughs) What a load of crap. So you reckon we're going to have CDs and DVDs in five years? I, so that'll make it 2000 and... I think five years in some 17. areas is a drop in the ocean as far as time is concerned. And in that sense, think of records. People are still buying them. Yeah, but think of the, the current generation that w- wasn't brought up with CDs or records. They yeah. now just purchase music online. I think there's practical limitations, though. If you want to get the... Qu- okay, 4K TVs. When we go to the CES next year... Yes. Take note, Jane. Um, we will be surrounded by 4K TVs. Apparently there was a few at the last one. And you and I have seen 4K even at the Australian Cedia. Oh, the JVC. JVC had, yes. JVC giant projector, the size of an elevator. Make the same noise as well as I remember it. But really interesting pictures, but in their infancy. Now, when that happens, I mean, 4K is very exciting. I don't see why... We will. I mean, we're not we're not downloading 4K movies or even Blu-ray disc quality movies over the web at this stage. Ah, oh, so you, technology advances forward to beat storage devices. Look at look at Windows. If you ran Windows 98 on a modern desktop computer, it would fly at the speed of light. It would be so snappy and so fast. But instead, Bill Gates brings out increasingly more bloat intensive operating systems mm. to sop up the capabilities and resources of a modern PC. So in the AV world, they're going to... So computers, do un- computers are no faster right now than they were five years ago. They just aren't. Okay. Are they? That computer that we're using right now to record this... Did I hit the record button? Yeah. <laughs> to record this crap is... I built that about... Jeez, um, three or four years ago, right? Yes. And it bangs along on XP, but if you put uh, seven on it, it goes, ugh. Chokes it up. Ugh. Ugh. I mean, it just, I mean, it actually, it doesn't, it, it doesn't bog down that much. I'll tell you a better story. My two, I've got two laptops, an Asus, both Asus. One's a year old or less. One's five years old. 
Uh, my XP one, the five-year-old one, runs way faster than my new uh, Windows 7 one. Really? Oh, yeah. And they're both the cheapest one you could buy. You know, the, it was $800. Not for the, the top of the line, sort oh, of. Oh, God, I'd never buy Well, I'd buy the cheapest bit of laptop computing you can. Mm. You don't need speed, do you? It is a bit of a pest at times, particularly editing this... Um, this um, internet so radio podcast. station. Yeah. <laughs> I don't use the computer we're recording on to edit on because it's a desktop box stuck at the shop. But um, it, and you can probably hear it humming away in the background almost, but it, because uh, I've left the door open accidentally, yep. but it, um, it's a snappy, fast computer, way faster than either laptop. But if you want to slow it down, <laughs> you just put the latest Windows on it. So you think software, as software gets more space-intensive and mm-hmm. data-intensive mm-hmm. that we we won't get away from storage devices. We will get away from storage. We will... Okay, okay. We, I, I agree with some of what you've said. Okay. But I think the timeline is longer. I, I think in five years' time, JB is an example of a store in Australia that sells... Um, a range of hardware and a range of software. Software in the sense of, you know, CDs, DVDs, Blu-rays, yes, music, movies. Yeah. As well as, you know, a range of brown goods and a range of computing stuff, car sound, uh, gaming, etc. What What's going to happen at JB, I feel, in five years is, frankly, fuck all. I don't think anything is really going to change. I think there will be less and less sales in the software section, I think music sales will be at an all-time low. I don't think CDs are going to disappear off the shelves in five years at JB, though. Okay. Ten years, yes. Absolutely. Right, yeah, well, we'll come back on five years. Yeah. Double but, but let's talk five years because ten years is, is ridiculous. I don't think – because I think if we go back ten years and look at what we had ten years ago, I don't think I could predict some of the things that we've got now. Yeah. To look yeah. At it. So whereas five years – it's more of an evolution in five years. And the evolution, I think, is that the music side of the business will be very much online. We, we, we already have, I mean, in my business with, with relatively high-end customers, they're all streaming. Well, not all, but, God, they're all interested. Well, see, that's another thing. Does cloud take over from storage altogether? Uh, you'd need a fast internet connection, wouldn't well, you? Well, that's, that's the thing, isn't it? That's the killer for everything. And... It, do we get to this fast... And I don't like the cloud. We get to this fast internet speeds, accessibility. Hmm. Does that change the game for everything? Not only just information transfer, but the way we receive entertainment, free-to-air television. For I've been saying since, as a, as a part-time futurist, I've been saying that free-to-air finishes, finishes... Finishes, finishes the day we get serious fast internet, and that's probably why they coupled with the proviso being that it is displayed on the big screen in the lounge room. There's, there's, watching TV on a laptop is not a replacement for what, and it's got to be simple to use. You've got to be able to go click, click, and, and there it is. Turn it on, yes. But this this is a scenario I see. Um, companies, I don't know what companies. You know, maybe a new company, maybe Ozstar or Foxtel, um, which in Australia are cable TV supplies or, or know, pay TV supplies, moving to an IP situation. You know, where they're they're because it's so much better for them. You know, they don't have the hardware cost at oh maintaining transmitters and yeah maintaining transmitters and or well, satellite link and yeah and if they can distribute it down some optical fibre then their cost will fall, but take it a step further. Surely, and this is, this is the scary part of the future, as I see it for me, because I like going, oh, what's on, and flicking through the program guide, which is so much better since it's electronic rather than having to buy the TV News, times or newspaper, what you yeah. used to have to buy or, or, or using a newspaper guide. Although they work equally as well, except one's much handier. Press the guide button, and there it is. It's not hidden down the back of the couch. But were you one of the guys that got the TV guide on Sunday out of the Sunday Mail and 
got the highlighter and then highlighted everything during the week? No, I never did that. But when I first had a PVR, I did go through and set my timer recorder for okay. lots of things that I've never watched. But, you know, that ex- extrapolate beyond, and I'm not sure of the technology here, but fast internet is going to be the way it gets into your house. But you're going to hit a guide button, and that guide button might be pulling up the internet guide. I mean, is it any different to Google? Well, let's say you go oh, on a whim, you go, shit, I want to watch... Episode 57 of MASH. I just want to watch that now. Yes. Because you're Googling something. And that's the episode that Alan Alda accidentally left his fly open and he caught a quick glimpse of a real... (laughs) I don't know. The point is you go, right, I want to check into that. I want to watch that episode. Yeah, and you'll have it. And you're banging. And it downloads... Oh, sorry, microphone. Downloads... Makes a, yeah, it makes a clicking sound, and 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 you watch it on on your fifty thousand inch TV. So they cost you twelve bucks fifty while you're at McDonald's going through the drive through, and they said, "Would you like a plasma with that?" <laughs> so, isn't that what you? That's what that's what I see is, and I see that in not so five if, years, but I see it in seven or eight. Oh, okay. Well, I'm thinking that we'll get there in five years. No, because the NBN, this this stupid government. Though, did you run see? Did you shemozzle. see the four G being tested? Well, four G is. I think by the time these fuckheads, oh, no, going to edit that out. Oh, oh, but seriously, it. I mean, you know, this NBN thing is. Oh, we're going to have it going in seven or eight years' time. Seven. I mean. Ah. I mean, this is exactly what we're sitting around talking about. Seven or eight years' time is starting to become a long time in technology. Yes. I don't know how good 4G is. Have you read stories? I haven't. I should look into it, but I I did see a quick on the news, quick test of 4G in, I think, Maroochydore. It's not available everywhere. Maroochydore, Caloundra, Mm -hmm. Noosa, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you can't get it as you're travelling along. No, which is, it's uh, primarily for internet, right? Yeah, for data. data yeah. yeah, and they were using, I think it was the Cisco app yep. on, on the iPhone. Yes, which you can get a little nice fuel gauge sort of okay, yeah. speed test, and um, and I, I've used it with with the three G. Yeah, and it's lucky to get to a thousand. Megabits per second, or no, can't even be that. Five hundred twelve megabits per second. Do you get that much? I think uh, I've seen three or four hundred. But anyhow, yeah. Well, anyhow, it, it went off the scale on four G. It's not three or four meg a second, three or four k a second. I can't remember. See, the the numbers they talk about don't equate to any kind of download speed, do they? Not realistically, no. No, I mean, I don't think I've got it anymore. I haven't got it. Mm. But, so it, okay. yeah, be um. The, well, forget, the, let's, let's forget exact four uh, G's. But I don't think the future is in wireless anyhow, because I mean, at some point, you, you simply run out of, you simply run must run out of bandwidth, in any kind of sense, whether it be frequency range or whether it be, you know, broadcast space allocation, which I suppose is the same thing, or simply the amount of data you can shoot through the air, whereas a piece of optical fibre. Surely you can put dramatically more data in it. I mean, obviously not more data than what's in the air, but I mean, is, oh, surely yeah. there's wireless limitations. If we're suddenly all going to use internet to watch TV, I don't think we're using 4G. But 4G is a is a dramatic technology in wireless yeah. internet connection. But we we're using RF to watch TV now. Yeah, well, what, yeah, exactly. So yeah. why won't wireless technology? I know it's. Because the difference is it's an individual fee to everyone's house. It's not broadcasting, is it? No. True. So they have to turn it into broadcasting. You're sending out one signal with a TV transmission antenna to everyone while you're sending out four channels, four transponders, but four transport streams or whatever you want to suggest with multiple channels on them. But the... IP situation is that everyone's got their, they're watching their own thing. Whatever they all individual yeah. data streams, and that's, you know, I don't think you can compare. But forget the technology of it for a second and looking back at the future or looking at the future argument and getting back to what you said is that I think CDs are 
gone within five years. I agree with you. Okay. DVDs obviously finished. Newspapers. Nah, stick to Blu-ray. Blu-ray is the sticking point for me. I don't see a quick solution to getting that kind of resolution and sound quality over the internet. And maybe that becomes, as music has become with users of the iPod, um, the great majority of people will not care um, whether the picture quality is as good as Blu-ray. But will they? Because humans are far more capable of judging picture quality than they are sound quality. They don't trust their ears, but they do trust their eyes. So people, I think, do want the picture quality. And how are you going to get that picture quality? You're going to get it when the NBN kicks off mm. or 4G works. Yeah. You're going to then be able to get a high-def feed for your Apple iTunes downloaded movies. And we are talking about things. I mean, I don't know whether people realise. I think people come to my store and don't realise that you can buy a $129 box, take it home, plug it into your TV, and wirelessly feed rented movies over the internet to your TV from your computer. Yes. Um, what more do we need to say? It's happening right now. You can rent it at $5. And but the problem we have here is it just it takes forever. Yeah, well, you do need a good You could actually drive, connection. drive to the store and grab a DVD and come back. No, you stream it, though. You don't have to wait for it to download. Yeah, true. Yeah. True. But you need to give it a buffering time. Yeah. But that's about as long as it takes to crack another tube, isn't it? No? <laughs> yes. Peel some prawns? There are a couple of prawns and a couple of shrimps on the barbie. Um, on the Apple TVs, I had, I haven't had much to do with them, but you know the limitation of having to have iTunes on and the computer on and to use your Apple TV. There, I believe there are ways around that now. Are there? By jailbreaking, they call it. Oh, jailbreaking your Apple TV. Yeah. yeah. Cool, because... Um, Apple TV's great, but I hate having to leave a computer on to simply allow files to be streamed to the Apple TV. That yeah. sucks. NAS Drive is the go. Getting back to the future. Future. Mm. What else did you... Let's not talk so about I'm newspapers. Talking, That's not our thing. But I mean, it's newspapers media. Are, newspapers are finished already, aren't they? I mean, there's... I mean, when was the last time you bought a newspaper? I go to the news... Okay, this is what I do. And I think a lot of people do this. You're in the you're in the smoko shop, or you're in the newsagent buying yes. motorcycle magazine, which you detest buying because it's six or eight or ten dollars, and you could just read articles on the internet. But it's so handy. Yes, it's there's something still very tangible about a magazine that I like, and I don't see myself not buying magazines ever. I don't. I think well, as long as they're available, I will like a magazine. But I think the problem I'm is, always, but no one magazine. The next rather. generation, the next. Yeah, okay. Valid point. But let me. They're going to di- yeah, dictate okay. what happens. <laughs> let me I'm finish. Let me, no, I want to. Finish, I want to. Well, I always talk at the top of you, but I want to finish my point, and that is, I see that yeah, you know, the newspapers are there, right, in the front of the newsagent, or in the, or you see them lying around the tables at the cafe or whatever and you go oh that's an interesting news article when i get back to the shop i'll look that up on the internet as in on on the newspaper's website they're their own worst enemies i don't buy the newspaper because i've got everyone just me and you but everyone has got the internet in front of themselves all day so what do you do you see an interesting article on the front page of the paper you go back to your office and you look at it you don't spend a dollar fifty or whatever yeah yeah so They've effed themselves up anyhow. To add, to to a degree, to but they well, they should have stuck to the knitting. I mean, they're a newspaper, and this is what this is where Jerry Harvey. Not to get back on a Jerry, but he doesn't fucking get it. He is a bricks and mortar business. <laughs> yes. You can't have both, Jerry. You dickhead. <laughs> I mean, I know you're a billionaire, but you can't. You just can't be both. You cannot be both bricks and mortar and, internet and an internet business. They're two completely different businesses. Uh, because you fuck your bricks and mortar business price-wise. Yes. Because, it, of course, it's cheaper to sell online. If you then sell it online and you still have to have a store for someone to come and pick the product up, you just defeated the whole fucking purpose. You just shot yourself in the foot, you dickhead. 
Oh, no. He should just piss off up to the hunter and fuck around with his horses and shut the fuck up. <laughs> You've upset Andrew now. Ah, <laughs> oh, but it's... How can someone be that smart to make a billion dollars and yet be that dumb? But so on that same train of thought, but talking about TV stations, they have their content online, usually as Mm -hmm. a backup or a a review at a later date, not live content. Mm -hmm. And not not high res. And not high res, true. Because it can't be because no one could watch it. Because we don't have that Mm. sort of speed. but. If we do get to that point where, yes, you can watch whatever show whenever you want, mm. not when the TV station decides, mm. they lose out on their advertising dollar because they don't they don't have a guaranteed audience for that show, mm. so they can't charge for their advertising accordingly. Mm. So are they shooting themselves in the foot as well by getting online? I think everyone who's in broadcasting, and I... I think it's different with, I think it's very slightly different with radio. I think, I mean, Radio National put all of their shows up as podcasts and then we have to compete against them. <laughs> we love them, though. We show them love, we'll get love back. <laughs> we, we, we follow our so-called opposition, yes, on Twitter. Uh, he, uh, but in TV, um, I think you're right. Yeah, I think... Uh, they do. They do make you watch an ad or two, though. If you've gone and looked at those things, you you you've got to watch an ad at the start. Yeah. Um, and but I I saw um, um, I almost called it Fat Fighters, as in Little Britain, but uh, <laughs> Big Losers or whatever it's called, Super Losers. Uh, what's it called? Biggest Loser. Biggest Loser. Super Losers. <laughs> Just call it Losers. Um, a friend of mine was watching that show the other day on a laptop and the picture quality was first class. There was no... It looked like a 720p picture or something. So I think they're slowly increasing the quality of that and the reason why she watches that... No one knows. The reason why she watches that rather than on TV is... She's not a loser. No. No, is no. because, well, no, she's watching the losers. The, forget the motivation for watching the show. The reason why she's watching it on a laptop is because she's busy during those hours. That show's on relatively early in the evening. Well, see, that's probably that's the reason they have to be online, is that their audience has now moved from sit down, watch TV at the end of the day mm. to I'm busy with other activities mm whether they are personal or business. So to capture that audience, they have to go online. Oddly, though, and here's an interesting thing, is that, and affecting hardware sales, is that people, she doesn't have a PVR and she doesn't really need one. I have a PVR. I have a shop full of PVRs, but I have a variety of ways I could record that same show and watch it whenever I want or any show, I should say, because I'm not terribly interested in that particular show, but um, as stunningly well shot <laughs> and... Um, you know, Edited. Yeah, uh, it's a st- stunning, uh, you know, reality TV, but um, finest, finest of, uh, of the breed. But it... Um, uh, I could record anything I want with a PBR, but I don't, because I find that uh, I never watch it anyhow, so... And those times when you are stuck for entertainment on the TV, you just flip the computer on, don't you, and you, you find all sorts of things. You know, I'm, what I'm getting at is the future, and, and well within the five years, is a mess. <laughs> as far as uh, the way manufacturers of serious high-production shows, producers of those high-production high, high, high value shows, how they distribute them, I don't know. What a complicated business to be in. Because where do you draw the international borders up? The internet mm. does a very nice job of messing with that. And see, we've, we've now crossed over into that other form of entertainment or information, mm. podcasting, which is yeah. to, which has obviously got an audience because there is, what, thousands and thousands of podcasts out there. There's oh, a there's podcast on, podcasts on, 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 on everything. On anything. And now there's vodcasts on anything. Mm. So... 
the internet is changing the speed at what it can change at is relative to the speed of the actual internet you've got mm. so i know we're behind here in australia but internet speed wise yeah, yeah but we've always been a nation of people who love technology we like new stuff we're not stuck in a rut like the poms <clears throat> sorry about that english folk so they've got speed that we don't have yeah, I think it probably varies a bit. I don't really know. I mean, they've got they've they've been bigger into pay TV for a lot longer than we have as well. And of course, America's taken uh, taken a step further with they've had cable since the seventies. But um, you know, we are we do suck up new technology readily, but we've been hamstrung by um, crappy internet. And of course, the reason why we've had that is um, because. People much smarter than me realised that as soon as we had super fast internet, we would have no free to air TV anymore, and and the whole uh, I mean, there's so much money at stake. The, the, the folks ho- such as the Packers back. were holding a illusionary gun to the government's head. You do not give anyone a hand to make this happen because we will go out of business. So that's the reason why Australia is way behind, in my opinion, is the reason why Australia is way behind in the internet stakes because uh, in the big end of town there's been a lot to lose and not necessarily anything guaranteed to gain by introducing fast internet. But the sad thing is it's going to happen. It has to happen. It's, it's happened. It's happened. Yeah. You know, it's... it's um, uh, you know, you've got, like you said, the, the TV companies, the TV stations themselves shooting themselves in the foot with their internet, playing their shows, you know, out of hours, readily available whenever, and, and, and training people to not observe the programming, you know, format schedule. Yeah, yeah and, and, um, and, and watch it whenever they want and expect it to be there. So hence a generation of people expecting to be able to watch whatever they want when they watch, which brings me back to what we were saying where that is simply the way it will go. And what form I can't really uh, comprehend. Cause, no. Cause so it, if we've got any futurists out there, we'd be happy to have them on the show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, we don't like technology, so you'd have to come in. <laughs> you'd have to come to Sunshine Coast. It cost you $39 to get from Sydney to here for the day and $39 to get home if you choose to go home. But uh, we'd be happy to interview anyone if they wish to zip up to the Sunshine Coast for the day, absorb some beautiful weather, of which I think today is the first day the sun has shone on the Sunshine Coast for about a year and a half, and we're sitting inside. It's all up Um, uphill from here. We had... uh, This shop nearly went underwater the other day, of course. We had... uh, Just yesterday, would it be? Day before. Day before. Day before, yes. We had um, the better part of a foot of rain in... Yeah, less than a day. We had eight inches of rain in four hours. It's a bit scary, isn't it? It's very wet out there. Um, what else have we got on the schedule for today, Keith? Episode one four. Um, I've got those speakers for you to listen to. Oh, you have? Yeah. Waterproof speakers? Yep. So I'm, we'll come back onto that. And now, we're going to do a practical test of those, aren't we? Ah, uh, yeah, we will. Lucy, lab assistant's first... Um, Assignment, assignment is to listen to those speakers. And we'll get her opinion on them. Yes, and we're going to uh, pour water over them to make sure that they live they up to their name. It would be terrible if she got splashed accidentally. So what would happen, do you think, you pour water on the speakers, do the speakers fail or does the amplifier fail? Well, nothing fails because they're underwater speakers, aren't they? No, they're not underwater speakers, but they're waterproof speakers. Underwater speakers are for listening to music while you're underwater, which is a very, <laughs> very limited audience. People put them in their pool, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lap pool speakers. Mm. Mm. I've never listened to them, but... That's because you never get in a pool. But if you did... <laughs> that would sound fantastic, wouldn't they? You get a little bit of water out before you get in. But anyhow, um, so what... Probably not as much as they let out when I get in, but... So what... Um, <laughs> We're going to, so what, get, why, why would the amp blow up? Because the speaker blows up and goes short, then blows the amp up. Well, why would 
If you pour water over speaker terminals, even if they were exposed, that's not going to short. That's, that's a very high uh, impedance. Impedance, anyhow, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's a problem. I'll tell you what I haven't checked since all the rain the other day is whether my phone line has got lost its hum. When I came in on the Friday morning, the phone rang. I've got two lines in the building, and they were both ringing at the same time. Oh, really? There was that much <laughs> water in the in the you know two pair cable, as in the two pair two by two. The lead in the two yeah two pairs in there. That one of those four core telephone cables, whatever. There's water wherever it was. It was it was conductive enough that the fax was answering whenever the phone rang. <laughs> yes, I have a fax. Well, and that problem solved now? I don't know. I forgot to check. I think it was gone by the end of the day, but I'm not sure. I don't really care. There's nothing much I can do about it. It will dry out and go away. No one could hear the hum. It's, it's except it was clean at the, at the client's end, but at my end it was... <laughs> And the fax was answering my phone calls. And that, I'm going to say, that's a pet hate of yours, isn't it, bad phone lines? Yes. Yeah. That's why I was reticent to buy an iPhone. But now I've got one and I love it, mainly because of my audio tools from Six Studio. Cool. Do you reckon we've given them enough of a... Uh... Oh, they're worth it. It's a great product. Yep. We don't get a kickback from that, do we? No, but we get to use it and we found it and we're happy to tell everyone about it. Yeah, okay. But I paid for it. <laughs> so what's the benefit? <laughs> uh, what's the next segment? Or is this a short episode? Um, on this show? Well, well, we haven't really done the future yet. Well, what, what was well, your... Well, obviously you're not going to see any more... You're going to walk around your shopping centre and you're not going to see certain shops. They won't exist anymore. True. Uh, I know what I think will happen, mm-hmm. and it's not that far off, is... We've got OLED TVs coming, mm-hmm. which is organic LED technology. Mm-hmm. So organic mean it's living mm. in some form, organically. Is it like made out of moss or something? <laughs> yes, it probably is. Yeah. like little mushrooms, little yeah. spores that, that germinate. No? Yeah, well, it could be. Well, what is it? Well, you're the technical expert. What 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 is organic? I mean, organic lead's been around for a while, but... Yeah. Um, and organic technology... So we're been, talking the dramatic increase in the size of the screen. And a dramatic decrease in the thickness of the screen. So is it going to roll out and you pin it on the wall with a couple of drawing that's, pins? That's what I'm thinking. That'd be cool. Or the next step, because they've had organic technology in photocopiers back when I was an apprentice, so that's back in the 80s. So they had a living organic surface then. That did what? It was light sensitive, so it okay. could transfer a static image mm. that I photocopy mm. and transfer it to another piece of paper. So that's an unusual kind of photocopier, isn't it? No, they've been having that. That's their technology they've had for so long. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I thought. So I thought there was some kind of. Um, Oh, they had like a silver nitrate surface, yeah, which was light sensitive as well. But this organic one was cheaper and okay, better on. Oh, the... so that's how they did the scanning part. Yeah, they printed it with a drum and a toner, the same as. Well, the drum was the bit that had the organic surface on it. Oh, was it? Yeah. So you expose. Actually, got no idea how a photocopier works. You probably realise that now, but so you expose the drum to the light. Yeah, and then that. Images burnt onto the drum for that short period of time. Oh, okay. And then the toner gets attracted to the bits that it's meant to get attracted oh, okay. to. So you, if you were to stop the process halfway through and pull the drum out, you would have the image on the drum itself. Ah, well, there we go. And then the toner sort of sticks to it, a bit like those sand paintings that the kids have. <laughs> you peel back the <laughs> sticky bit, pour the sand on, it sticks to the sticky bit only and... Yeah, it's going to surprise you, but I'm not familiar with those. But, um, yeah. Oh, well, there you go. I actually never thought... See, I always think of photocopiers as, uh, wrongly, of course, as a laser printer joined to a flatbed scanner, which, of course, it's not. No. Mm. So back to the organic future. So that light that goes... Oh, God, yeah. whack the mic again. Uh, which, you know, when the office girl's got a bum sitting on the thing at yeah. parties... 
um, that is the drum is turning as that scans light scans on. across and yeah. it's okay. So the drum is the same mm, diameter same, as, same as the bed as the A four sheet of paper. Well, so does an A three copier have a really big drum? Yeah, bigger drum. Okay. Well, there you go, folks. That's uh, that's the Keith's uh, lesson in science for the day. That's how a photocopier only- works. Just in time for that kind of photocopier to disappear from the face of the yeah. earth. So if we get organic, mm, getting back lead to organic te- just, yeah. technology, if we improve that. So there's two actually there's there's two things that I want to mm. see happen. Mm. Um, the organic paint, where you can just paint your TV on the wall. So instead of painting a projection screen, you'll just paint the TV on. How does the signal, the digital signal, address elements in the in the organic paint? It'll just be wireless. It'll just be wireless. <laughs> It'll just be wireless. <laughs> I don't mean how does the data get there. I mean how does it? Like I don't. Um, it's it's going beyond my understanding of how you can draw up a picture electronically. I mean I understand how. Well, the little, LCD and everyone, well, everyone gets it. Well, they'll LCD have little organisms. Works. They'll have red organisms, green organisms, and blue organisms. And organised in what fashion? And they'll just they'll stick together as little groups. Yeah. And then when they get their little sign, they'll put their hand up and, you know, like put up their coloured board and that'll be the blue pixel. And yeah, yeah, and, yeah, okay, all right. And then obviously, you know, to create particular colours, some boards aren't fully held up. But, um, but... How are you addressing that particular group of uh, red, green, and blue pixels? Oh, that's up for the IT guru oh, guy to work it out. <laughs> uh, they all have their own name, so it'll be like Bob. Hold up, blue. <laughs> sounds a bit slow. Yeah. Um, there may be some motion blur. What? And what a- well, another technology that I think will happen in the future. Nothing to do with the AV industry, but mm. I reckon they should do it anyhow. Mm. And they can't be that far off it is an organic paint. Mm. So it's a living paint. So you paint your vehicle in this organic paint. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I think they may have something like this already. Mm. And you scratch it. Mm. And because it's living, it actually repairs itself like you would do mm. if you scratched yourself and, and started to bleed and whatever. Mm. But the downside would be... Yep. That I thought about it, the downside with an organic living paint would be that you would have to cut and polish it every month because it would actually grow over the doors and seams and (laughs) (laughs) like if you drove through a car wash you'd come out the other side and because it had been watered or you're going through a rainstorm it grows that quickly that it's grown your door shut and you have to get out through the window no? Yeah, that's it. I don't think you want your organic paint to grow quite that aggressively. No, but it would have it would have to be cut and polished. Or let's say once a year you'd have to cut and polish it back. Keep but it. You, surely you could get this stuff to just be really shiny and you wouldn't have to cut and polish it. Like it would grow. If it got dull, it would grow back shiny or something. I think I'm talking crap now, but unusual, I know. But um, No, I like that. That's an interesting idea, and I, I could see that happening, but I don't think that's a five-year thing. It sounds expensive. It sounds expensive. Paint technology has moved on a long way anyhow. You know, like, I think most new cars are finished in some kind of water-based paint, which I just find amazing. How can a water-based paint look that good? And stay there, yes. Mm. Bizarre. Um, uh, Electronic future. I had another little one. Oh, you know, I've got a a pet one about networking and how... um, all the components in your home, or you know, all audio components starting in the near future will all have an Ethernet connector on them and they'll all just plug into a little, you know, just plug them all into your router or whatever and, you know, yeah. there'll be remote controlling of yeah, the, the, the custom programming and remote, you know, and, and macros and stuff is still going to be something that someone's going to have to do, but everything will have an app. You'll be able to control anything with an app on an Android or, a, heaven forbid, an iPhone iPad, whatever, any kind of tablet will be a remote for your equipment, won't it? Away you go, yeah. Within the next two years, I would say. Three at the most. That'll be it. They'll have to make a device and then they'll have to make an app to go with it and then they'll sell it. Oh, it'll be accepted. And it'll get to the point where I personally don't think they'll be putting remote handpieces in the uh, box. It'll be an option. 
Yeah. You think? Well, that's probably that's probably a good future prediction. Mm. The handheld remote, as we know it, will, won't come with the device. Yeah, I can It'll see It'll be that. an application that you'll have to use on your mm. tablet that you have. I think everyone will have such a multitude of... Well, certainly within this five years, the term that we were alluding to, there'll be... Um, there'll be just no need to supply a handheld remote. No, one use, I don't use the handheld remote with a name product at this stage, with the Unity or Unity Cute. I just use my phone or an iPad. It's so much nicer. Mm. Occasionally, oh, shit, I'll use the remote because the network's down. Or So the infrared remote will be history in five years. That's our prediction. Uh, in, Come on. In, in two years. No, no, in TVs and... Okay, how about this? IR remotes will be optional, possibly, on many products. I think you'll be able to buy them, perhaps. It'll be a legacy functionality. You know, you'll have an IR receiver on the front of a TV, but it'll be like, no one will use it. So it's, it's purely there if you want to buy the optional remote control, I think. So how long, we'll go back in time mm-hmm. just to try and help us predict the future because mm-hmm. I think that's what futurists do, don't they? They, go, they look back at mm-hmm. past. Probably it makes sense, yes. How long did the the pneumatic remote last? The pneumatic <laughs> remote. <laughs> uh, that was a 50s thing, wasn't it? Well, I only ever got to see it in a catalogue or in a... I never saw one go. I never saw one go. I saw... Um, Wired black and white TVs with a remote well, control. Well, actually, that brought up one. Fixed because, a few of those. Yeah, so the wired remote for the VCR. And, and had, it still had a rotary tuner, right? Ka-chunk, 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 yeah, ka-chunk. You... And it's like, I can, it was like it was run by something the size of a starter motor in the back of the thing. Ka-chunk, 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 ka-chunk. Coolest sound, hey? It sounded like some kind of printing press or something. Yes, all these wafers whizzing around inside the VHF tuner going from channel 7 to 9 back to <laughs> 0 and 2. Um, your point being? Oh, well, so that technology was probably superseded pretty quickly. Well, your point is there's been many different kinds of remote control. Over well, the, the ultrasonic, ultrasonic. remote. Yep. So we had pneumatic, yes. corded motorised remotes. And then there would have been ultrasonic motor... Well, let's forget what happens inside the... Because we still have motors and equipment now to turn volume controls up and down in decent equipment. Mm-hmm. Most have become digital attenuators, i.e. rotary encoders, but many are still... As in, you know, knobs that turn continuously. But many still have motorised pots in them. Yes. Which is quite nice. There's some in this room. Um, but, yeah, the remote's gone from... So pneumatic, pneumatic, corded, corded, ultrasonic, corded, but it was just one way on off sort of thing or a power pulse. Ah, uh, when we used to fix corded remotes for a, you know NV three hundred national video recorders, there's a resistive ladder in there for different that's commands. It, that's yeah. what it had. Yeah. yeah, so it would have had what ten buttons maximum. Sort oh, of thing. more like half a dozen, maybe eight. Yeah, yeah, and. Oh. <laughs> Play, pause, stop. Oh, okay, half a dozen, eight, yeah. So it's two more than I should have been, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a bit pedanting, a bit particular, <laughs> yeah. But you knew that. Yeah. Okay, maybe there was ten. I don't know. Do you want to argue about it? you want me to get one out of I've got to say, I'm going to go and dig one up. I'm sure I've got one somewhere. Actually, I don't have. Oh, my God, I had a few. The amount of, you know, the amount of those cords we used to get in the dog had chewed through. But anyhow, so, so corded, ultrasonic, Ultrasonic came before recorded in a way when you talk videos, though, because Ultrasonic was very 70s. Yes. Didn't really work. And then... Did you know how... Did you know how to test an ultrasonic remote? Uh, Turn on a long-wave radio? AM radio? I don't know. Hold your... Hold it against your... um... I got told by this by a good friend, and Mm. I did get to test his um, testing procedure out. Mm. If you were to fire it at your eyeball, oh God, yes, <laughs> at, at the white of your eyeball, yeah, you could actually feel it that it was sending out a pulse, an ultrasonic pulse. 
I don't like that. <laughs> you couldn't tell whether it was doing the right thing, but you could tell that it was actually doing something. You know, I, something that, speaking of that sort of thing in the old good old days, bloody CRTs, you know, as in old school tallies, mm. catheter tubes. Um, I mean, you know, you, you've seen those stickers many times. Every single... People don't realise every single picture tube that was ever made has a sticker on the back that says, warning, dangerous X-rays. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then, you know, you get kiddies sitting in front of the TV, cross-legged, what, 12 to 18 inches in front of this 18 to 22-inch TV, basically having their minds X-rayed. Um, my point being, I don't know, no one seems to be affected by it. And yet... Today, the slightest little concern and don't do that little Johnny, you might, you know, the fact that the previous generation just sat in front of this x-ray machine for 12 years <laughs> while they grew up. Um, okay, we're on remotes. Yeah, so then we went IR. We've been stuck on IR for a good while. We've had pro custom programmable IR remotes, but really we haven't had a change for ages, hey? So we're we've had IP now. We've had RF to IR remotes. Hmm which is probably the latest. Well, there was oh. RF remotes as well. Both yeah. still do it. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah, now we've got IP remotes. Sorry, Bouze, because apparently it's French. Um, yeah, keep going. So, yeah, we're, yeah, up, so we're, we're up to IP remotes. We're up to IP. Yeah, so yeah, it makes sense. So we should really kill the IR remote off soon. Uh, well, you know, I've had success with my predictions before. I suggest that's where it's... I can't see why Because that would have to be... Way. Wasn't that... Um, one of the reasons with with VCRs back then, mm. the the big expense for the manufacturer was the remote. It had to have a little processor on board or a little logic IC on board mm. and all the I buttons. Th I think remotes cost bugger all these days, but I think that um, the thing that a manufacturer is going to like about an app-based remote solution rather than a... Um, uh, you know, hardware one is that you can upgrade it all the time, mm. and they can do all sorts of shit, and they're going to put ads in, and there, they can brand and it. They're going to do, yeah. you know, yeah. A software solution to a remote control is a far more attractive one for a manufacturer, and they can they can keep in contact with their um, owners. I mean, they've, they've got to log in and download the app to talking talking about apps on and mm. remotes and on and we we went well. I mentioned that remote ages ago, mm. which turned your iPhone into an infrared remote. Mm. And you said, oh, a piece of garbage. Mm. Well, I don't know if I said a piece of garbage. Yeah. But how, how cool would it be? You could sit at home with that remote and infrared. Mm. Well, actually, better still, you could be at the pub or the club mm. with an infrared remote and a database and a 3G phone. <laughs> it wouldn't take too long to find that. <laughs> Well, you could sit there with a, a $20 one for all, though, couldn't you, and do the same oh, thing? Oh, I suppose you could, couldn't you? Yeah. But you like codes. to do everything on your iPhone, though. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, 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 that's the way you find it. If you don't know if the code's not known, you just keep you just keep going through it until the TV switches off. Yeah. <laughs> so you could, oh, yeah. Look, I, I've talked about doing that. I think someone <clears throat> did do that at a certain uh, Hi-Fi exhibition some years ago, kept switching off the equipment opposition stands. It's overheated. <laughs> After half an hour, they consistently and persistently switched their fancy TV off that they were releasing on the next stand. No, no brands will be mentioned. Philips, twenty-one by nine TV. Um, yeah, someone kept switching it off, and they really had them scratching their head to qualify. Hey. That's a good joke. I like that. I don't know whether it's true. I don't care. I like that. Would have been fairly recent. Happened uh, for some reason. I think it happened in Sydney. That would be uh, three years ago or something like that. I don't know. Um, so that's it. The remote is gone. Whenever that twenty-one by nine TV was released, which lasted in the marketplace for was it six or was it seven minutes? I can't really remember. <laughs> It was, only, it was only eight grand, too. It was a bargain. And it was huge, too. It was at least 14 inches high and 22 inches wide. Or 
that's not the correct, correct format, is it? You know what I mean? It wasn't very big. Yeah. I did, I, that was one of those products where the risk of sounding like a smarty pants, I just looked at it and went, <laughs> this is going to look silly in 18 months' time. And, of course, it did. I wonder who owns one of those. Or do they just go straight to the museum? like apparently it was a really good tv but i mean it was just a it was small and it was so expensive and it was like if you only watch cinemascope films then that's fine but if you're going to do that aren't you going to for eight grand put up a hell projector yeah i mean it just i didn't see what it was a really nice picture actually one tv that should have gone actually phillips go down in the in the uh, hall of fame of crappy products that go nowhere (laughs) I mean, they have come out with some perlers. Like DCC, of course, was their invention. My God. That TV, that's a classic. And there's another one they've done that is just... Um, actually, there's one they did years ago that, that they that was actually were really good speakers, which was the Emotional Feedback Active Speakers. Emotional Feedback? Yeah, emotional or just emotional? Uh, emotional. They use a, like a little transducer on the cone, and so it would sort of servo feedback to the amplifier, active amplifier circuit. So you could drive the arse off them and they wouldn't uh, bottom out, clip or otherwise. And they sounded good too. But So that was a good product. Maybe in the same way the 21 by 9 TV was a good product, but did not go anywhere. Tell you what was a good product and it, it was the wrong timing, I suppose, mm. was the laser TV with mm-hmm. the rear projection laser TV. I missed that. I saw one. I think I might have blinked. Yeah, well, it only was. I saw one year at the trade show, and then it was wasn't there the next year. It was a great picture. It was eh? It was a fantastic picture, and the reason I bring it bright. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was bright. Yeah, mm. but it was clear, and there's no artifacts in motion and things like that. It was just how? When was this? I'm just trying to remember. It was Cedia, mm. and it would have been at the Gold Coast. Six, seven years ago. Yeah. Hmm. But the reason I bring back laser TV, I believe that laser technology is going to come back in projectors, and I think that will be really, really good. See, I don't. You don't? I don't think OLED or laser anything is any good for anything. I think that... um Lead backlit LCD done right, and it's a long way from right... Yeah, it's still, still... It's horrible. I don't know who buys them. People with, with faulty eyesight. Seriously. This brings us to another subject. Is it just me, or are LED TVs horrible-looking televisions? Um, well, they look cool when they're switched off. <laughs> and they look all right playing animated Blu-ray discs. Yes. But... They struggle on high contrast. They, strug- they struggle with everything. They're... They have that pasty, mishy, mashy, wishy-washy, crayony looking I don't really think this is real type of picture. Plasma has that. Well, some people describe it as artificially sharp, but it is it has a technically quite a good image, you know. It's pretty reasonable colour rendition and like my neighbour's sixty inch Samsung, I think it is, is Cost him two grand back when TVs cost money. So eighteen year a year or so ago. I think. Yeah, you can sit three meters away from it, and it looks great, just showing broadcast TV. And then I go into shops and see I see LED TVs. It's a plasma, if I didn't state that. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Uh, it's a plasma. And you know I'm in shops all the time, as you are, buying things for people. Yep. And I look at the LED TVs, and I, I just I would not own one. I mean, what have you got at home? <laughs> okay, next question. <laughs> I got a CRT. <laughs> I'll piss off. You haven't. Seriously. I got one of the last flat panel CRTs and it hasn't died, so no, I'm just they're, they're good TVs though. Just leaving it till it dies. Mm. But I, I don't mind the the LED TVs, but they do need to be set up a little bit. But they do Yeah, you've got to turn all that motion processing bullshit off. They do really Is that what you do? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um they don't um, perform well mm. with low-def images. They really no. f- fall over then. Yeah, now, is that a scaling problem? Because it's not really a fault of the display itself, is it? Surely the scaling chips are shit or something. If you put a 
a DVD-O on it, maybe you get a better result. No? Um, yeah, no, it's more. Yeah, I think... Or, it, or it's the LCD panel itself is just rubbish. Or it's just... It hasn't got enough information to fill the screen properly, so it can't rescale well, yeah, it. Well, even, yeah, but nonetheless, rescaled, you know... At the highest possible quality, surely it would be. I don't know. Plasma's got to be rescaled, and this—I'm telling you, this this crappy old Samsung two thousand dollars sixty-inch TV has a very, very natural, watchable picture. Look, and the people yeah. out there who are listening to this rubbish that we are speaking, who have seen that TV, will agree. It's quite exceptional for the size, the price, and the. Um, but would you sit sit your kiddies up in front of a plasma TV? What, because they might get sunburned? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it, gets, it doesn't get as hot as you'd think. But, yeah, they do run hot. I'm not changing in a hurry. I'll no. change when mine stops. When it breaks. Not before. So. Um, well, we went on for a bit there. Technology. Yeah, we covered a couple of things. So the remote's gone. We've got to check back on the remote. And I reckon the DVD, CD and... The software f- disc you, is yeah, gone. I'm with you on DVD and CD. I'm not with you on Blu-ray. And the other thing is there's going to be, in the next five years, here's a future prediction, there'll be another format to, to deliver 4K. Oh, well, yeah, to replace Blu-ray. Yeah. I'm not sure. But that's where I'm thinking they'll have USB sticks that are so big. Well, yeah, now let me clarify. Yeah, I think it's a bit like music formats and our high-def audio files. We're downloading them. They'll never be. They'll never be on a piece of software, as in a, 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 a physical, medium, a disc, a physical medium. Yeah, I think so. Or physical media. So, yeah, maybe we'll have four K movies, but they'll be a. They'll use a really good compression algorithm, and they'll be downloadable. How's mm. that for a prediction? Cool. Five years time. But next year's CES, I think, will be interesting in that... And we'll change all that and we'll start again. Uh, no, I think I think that's how it'll roll out, won't it? I mean, that's how high-def audio is going. People who don't aren't aware, I mean, you know, there's many streamers now with 24192K capability, which is really studio-quality sound. Go to hdtracks.com, download some samples and have a listen to it and you will be stunned. Have fun trying to get 24192 out of your computer, but uh, if you've got a... Well, I think the Dac Magic Plus does 192, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It does. Um, you can... Uh, doesn't it upsample to 192? No, I don't. Yeah, it does. No, so bring back the Super Tweeter. Da, 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 da. Yeah, well, there's a, there's a myth of AV, but it was at the previous episode where we measured our hearing... Yes. We should go get it properly done. Oh, well, I don't need to. Mine stops at 12,400. It's embarrassing. But it hasn't got a lot worse. I mean, that's the thing. It's always stopped relatively low. And if I syringe those donuts out of my ears, it would probably be better. So you should just listen to 100-volt line systems. You'd be fine. Well, it's a... Look, buddy, what do they go to? About 6K. No, I... 11, I think. 11. Well, I... When I'm... Editing this <laughs> plop cast, I um, I use sixty four k MP three bit rate, mm-hmm. and part of that sixty four k setting on lame is to limit the top end to eleven thousand something or other, and I don't really hear it as a problem. <laughs> <laughs> It dro- yeah, it drops an octave instead of, you know... My like 44.1 in theoretically goes to 22K or whatever. Well, it doesn't. Yeah. They cut it out at 20K to avoid all sorts of issues. But, yeah, so when you drop back to 64K a second MP3, they... they Oh, look, I don't, I'm going to get tangle myself up here in technology and bullshit, but it would seem the sampling frequency is half, so they drop the useful frequency range to half. I don't know if that's what happens. But, anyhow, it's limited to 11K or something, and I think it sounds all right. Now, if anyone's wondering why the last couple of episodes have sounded a bit better, 
Yeah, because yeah. Keith and I invested in some proper equipment instead of using crap that we had lying around the workshop that was broken. So Recycled stuff. Yeah, we bought we a new a famous German brand mixer, uh, which uh, is pretty good. Well, we'll give it a good test. Mm. So, um, all right. Well, we're off, I think, aren't we? Yeah. What's on episode one five? One five. Well, we'll more AV myths. I know that. Yeah, we covered it. And we would have shot the YouTube clip. By then, guaranteed. We're going to have to guarantee that. Yeah. Uh, you know what else? We, we did, I think, allude to in uh, at the end of episode 13 that uh, we had some more uh, trinkets of information on electronic t- interiors, and we yeah. do, uh, for those that have listened for the last hour waiting for the... It's, it's, we're not gossip mongers, so we've sort of forgotten about it. We're more interested in something constructive. But, but uh, I did hear something... Um, Uh-oh. What? I there stories abound, hey. Stories abound. Um But this was a reliable source too, wasn't it? All reliable sources, I think. Um You know, I've got that many things flooding around my head about this story that I'm disinclined to talk about. I can't remember which one I was going to put forward. Um Oh, should we pause for a second while I collect my thoughts? You talk about something else for a tick while I have a think about it, because there was something on your list there that you wanted to cover. Oh, yeah, yeah, we were... Wasn't there? Oh, no, we did the In, in the Future. We've done... Oh. Was that the only In the Future prediction you had? Now, this... Um, uh... You only asked me for one. Oh, sorry. The... Uh... So what's irking you? What's... Is it... I've, I've, in general, are we talking in particular? We're talking really in general, aren't we? It was a particular thing, and I've damn well forgotten what it was. Um, oh, bother. In relation to that installation on the in the local area? No, 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 it wasn't. Well, yeah, that customer got gypped, um, probably to the tune of five or six grand, which is a lot in one way, but may seem small in another way. But I think there were many. Um, oh no, there was an overriding thing, business philo- business philosophy type reason that I was. I thought I'd mention that, but um, oh look, sorry, folks, we're wasting your time. We'll talk about it next episode. Okay. And yeah, it's just sort of irrelevant, and it's gossip, and it's um, whatever. But um, but there was yeah. a there was this one point, and I thought, oh, that sucks, you know. Um, Oh, I know what it is. I know what it is. Okay. Get it off your chest and then we can close up, wrap up the show. I know what it is. I'm sorry to make you listen for the last two and a half minutes for me to remember what the hell my point was. Okay, to summarise. Okay, electronic interiors went bust, left a lot of money owed to suppliers, creditors, etc. Well, obviously one and the same, two customers, etc., I mean to say. And... uh, it would seem that the owner of that store, Justin Bull, son of Barry Bull, the business guru of Queensland, so he tells us, written many books, published them, etc., on how to run your business. Mm. Forgot to give one to his son for Christmas. He, um, uh, Justin, uh, his uh, room has it uh, set up under another trading name. Oh, no. Yeah. You can't do that, can you? Uh, well, he... Apparently has. Now, I'm not saying that he has because I don't know that he has. Someone suggested to me that his business name might be a certain name and I can't see that name registered, so I'm not going to expand upon that until the next episode. But the source, this particular source for this information, no reason to make it up. It'd be called an inside source, wouldn't it? Inside no, source for no. inf- well, inside the trade, absolutely. But um, he, uh, and it is a he, uh, most people in this trade are, he suggested... I'll send for that was- one listener that gave us a good... Oh, yeah. What, uh, what's her name? Jane. Jane at... Um, at, at, at an AV installation company in Brisbane. Yes. No, no. Uh, this particular, uh, particular informant, uh, as it would be... Um, said it was reliable and factual information that he was off doing or attempting to do work under another trading name. 
But how can you do that? How can you just... Well, how can you morally do that? Well, well that's and my... That's, and this is, comes back to, back to what we were saying the other week, and that is that uh, in the previous episode is that, you know, this is not a reflection on the AV industry. This is a reflection on bad business practice. It could happen in any industry sector, and it's unfortunately happened in ours, and it's happened locally. And it's all the more surprising of because of the heritage of the particular person that's gone and done it. Yeah, yep. Moving along. Oh, moving along. We're off. We'll apologise because Jane will just mention it was it was APS Queensland. Mm-hmm. She's in Brizzy. Maybe coming on the show if we ask nice nicely. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Oh, that'd be interesting. Because she has um, oh, she was an interesting person to talk to on the phone, and she has an interest in women in AV. So okay, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> I did mention that probably we might just do a one-on-one interview and leave Andrew out of the room. <laughs> no, it's not true. That's uh, one of my favourite hobbies. Actually, people in AV is good. Absolutely. Let's, yeah, I'm glad you finished on a positive note, Keith. Um, well, you organise that and we'll shoot the shit with Jane. Okay. I'm sure she's got an interesting angle on things. Ah, yes. I believe she has a bit of history in the industry too, which is good. Mm, good. So, what sort of work does she do? Does this matter of interest? What sort of? Um, mainly commercial, okay. audiovisual installation. Commercial in the sense she makes money out of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, as in boardrooms and stuff, or yeah, I believe so. Boardrooms, schools, and that. Oh, okay. Thing. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And I think she has just from the short conversation has a bit of a passion for projectors. So. Mm. She might be a person with a quiz on. on wavelength. She might give us a trade secret on projectors. We might ask her for a trade secret. Mm. Don't use a laser one. That would be <laughs> a trade secret. All right, we're off. Okay, bye. Bye.